Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to The Three Questions. I'm your host, Andy Richter. Today, I get to talk to Edie Patterson. She's an actress, a writer, comedian, and she's a writer and performer on the show uh, The Righteous Gemstones, and she is responsible for one of the greatest characters out there on television right now, and that's Judy Gemstone, who is uh, really something, as we say. Uh, between her collaborations with Danny McBride and her performances in films such as Knives Out, Edie is one of the best comedic performers working today. And I was lucky enough to have her in the studio with me because I get lonely. Uh, here's my conversation with Edie Patterson. Enjoy. Oh, I just love the sound of it. Uh, my voice, uh, my voice, uh, my beautiful voice. Oh, well, let's podcast. Oh, let's do it. Um, I'm here talking today with uh, a very funny. Now, you're one of those people that like, I don't, we've never met, have no. we? Mm-mm. And you're like one of those people that I just feel like we don't have to fuck around with like. Let's not fuck around. Like we're pals already. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's kind of how I felt when they were like, oh, Andy wants you to come on his podcast. I was like, we don't know each other, but yeah, I'll go on my friend's podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, and it's, and it's always, I mean, from having met a gazillion people and stuff, it's always a bummer when I'm, and I'm, you know, you're nodding because you know what I mean? I think I do. There's, you meet some, you know of somebody and you like their work or you've seen them on stuff and you're like, all right, there's my future friend. And then you meet them and they're just a fucking turd. Yeah, it's a drag. Oh, it's, it's such a real a drag. drag when it's just like. Yeah, because you, you, I'm sure you've learned to like kind of trust that hit too. Yeah. Of like, because you have had things go in your mind where you're like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. A lot of times that works. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew something. Yeah. I psychically kind of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when it, when they're a turd, it's just, mm. it's it's deeply it's disappointing. It's a really bummer. <laughs> and like for me, because people, you know, for me, all those years, and honestly, that's what Conan was. Like, and mm-hmm. I mentioned this, you know, because I've told a million times, like him and me meeting, we got set up to meet each other, even if oh. we had a, which we would have known each other already. Yeah. We would have known each other eventually. Because yeah, we know same enough world, people. Same, yeah. yeah, we know. Enough, and in fact, we figured out, uh, and I mentioned this before, we were at like a house party at Bob that Bob Odenkirk, uh-huh. you know, and this is, I don't know, like 92, uh-huh. 93, something like that. And, and there's only 20 people there, but uh-huh. we just didn't. 
Like it, I, and I don't know why this giant, this giant creature with red hair didn't register, but I, we didn't remember meeting each other. Yeah. But that's how we, I mean, the minute we met, it was like, oh, you're just as stupid as I am, the you know? Greatest. And it's just such, it's so good. And you get, and that it's usually, imp, you know, improv people you're pretty safe with. I find stand-ups, it's a little more dicier because they don't play well with others. They're not used to it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I, because my whole background is improv, I don't always know how to, um, I don't always know how to find a stand-up. Yeah. And I'll think, I'll think that gut thing of like, oh yeah, we can just fuck around and yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe let's riff about something or actually let's not try to be funny at all. Right. That's one thing a lot of improvisers are good at. They'll just be people yeah. when they're not performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, I don't know, sometimes I don't, um, like, I, I don't know how to compute, like, when a stand-up starts doing some material or something, and I'm like, oh, I In thought conversation? We were, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I thought we were being people. I don't know how to be now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. have, I don't have an act. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have an act. I have a, you know, a, vo a voice I put on. Um, but then you'll, like you're saying, you'll meet one, you'll go, oh, I can get down with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, stand-ups are, t I find too, and I do make, I mean, this distinction was put on me early on in Chicago, in Chicago, improv stand-up. They were mm -hmm. very separate, and mm -hmm. I had friends that kind of bridge both, and I'd go to like, this is a party of stand-ups. And it was much, well, it was quieter. Hey. <laughs> when, I, when, I was in the, when I was in the sort of like transitioning from film school into doing improv. Yeah. And I'd have parties at, and like it would be my film school, like, you know, black fingernail polish oh, friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then my improv friends who were like all guys in Blackhawks jerseys. <laughs> And my film and school, converse. Yeah, my, my <laughs> film school friends would just be like, why do they have to be so loud? Uh, I was like, because uh, oh, it's kind of fun. You're like, come on, we're all nerds. Yeah, and it's kind of necessary, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's just plain necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are um, from the most originally named city in America, oh, Texas man. City, Texas. Yep. You wow. know what's crazy is a friend of mine— just just this past weekend, I think, went to, in Santa Fe, went yeah. to a Lyle Lovett concert. Yeah. A friend of hers knew someone who knows him or she's friends with uh, something. They went and my friend was backstage talking to him after. And he knew, he knew of the, of the show I'm on. I don't know what we can say or not. I'm not trying to promote anything. Um, he <laughs> knew of the- You know, I like, I've already kind of, like, I was so good- when the strike started, to be, where people would come in and they'd be like, you know, like, uh, oh, uh, James Austin Johnson was uh -huh. on. And I was like, that late night sketch comedy show. <laughs> and now I'm just kind of like, righteous so, gemstones. Yeah, so he you know. he's into I said righteous you gemstones. Didn't say it. Yes, yeah. I didn't say it. Um, anyway, my friend was saying, oh, yeah, uh, Edie's from Texas. And he, he said, oh, I know. I watched the show. I, she's from Houston. And my friend who knows better said, no, actually, she's from Texas City. And he, being from Texas, went, yeah, but nobody knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so he just said the nearest metropolis. Right, right, right. really nobody knows what it is. Because it's a coastal town, right? Yeah, it's right there. It's like 15 minutes from Galveston, 
right on the coast. So you grew up like in a beach town. Well, kind of. Because I always find them to be somewhat libertine, you know, or more so. Well, I mean, Texas is so weird anyway because you can find everything yeah and you can find pockets of really cool stuff and then just know like i said yeah like i always said austin is like uh sitting next to a fun gay cousin at a romney wedding you know yes at like a big republican (laughs) wedding but you get like you just happen to get like the gay one sitting next to you so yeah you're gonna have have a good time yeah 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 um it's texas city is not a beach town Galveston is legitimately a beach town. Uh-huh. Texas City is a weirder thing because it's, um, there are tiny bits of beach, but mostly the part that goes into the water is called the Texas City Dyke. And it's this long Watch it. strip of. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, man, I say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on strike. It's this long, long strip of road with sort of kind of either rock beach next to both sides, but that juts out into the water. Yeah. And that's kind of that's the, that's the version where, of the Yeah, beach. yeah, that's your waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a different thing than like, let's take all our stuff and go to the beach. Right. You can do it there, but it's a whole it's different thing. As, yeah. Yeah, and now something's happening that I've never seen in my life. I was just there this last week with my mom, and we went to Galveston to go eat with my aunt and uncle, and the water in Galveston was kind of a green blue. Mm -hmm. I have never in my life seen that in Galveston or Texas City. I have only seen literally the color of your coffee water. Oh, brown. Brown water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because it hasn't been raining and no dirt from the rivers is coming in. Oh, oh, it's making it filthy. Brown water. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Gulf. My ex-wife is from Louisiana. It was always similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's now. Why are you from like a long line of Texans? Why are your people in Texas City? Yeah, um, my my granddad, my mom's mom and dad are both from Texas, and then I think my granddad's mother was straight up from Germany. Oh, I see. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a long way back. Yeah, and not even just in the U.S. in Texas. And then my dad's parents, uh, they actually grew up, both of them, in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Crazily. It's they so like weird when I think about that. They started in Texas and ended up in Chicago and then came no, back? No, they or? came to Texas oh, from oh, Chicago. Oh, from Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I, I'll flash on that sometimes. They're both long since passed, but I'll think about being at my dad's parents' house, which was also in Texas City, and... Uh, my, my grandma was obsessed with the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. And like thought Ryan Sandberg was the cutest. <laughs> like, um, Ryan, Ryan Sandberg is pretty cute. <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll forget that. Oh yeah, they were from a from different Ch- place. And did you? Well, did your dad grow up in Chicago then? Or? No. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's from. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. And then we grew up in the house that my mom grew up in. Her yeah. father built the house that we grew up in. Wow. That she then. Bought from her parents when they when she yeah. and my dad got married. I grew up in the house that my great grandfather built. Whoa! Yeah, 
And we so, added on to it, but it was. So who all lived there? Your great grandfather lived there. My great grandfather uh, built the house, uh-huh. and and I don't know if this is true, but they say that prior to this, that the the land prior to our family owning it, the land had been belonged to the Black Hawk Indians. Cool. Well, not really. I mean, it's just another story of white men. Yeah, I mean, Native I guess lands. yeah. Ultimately, you know, what are you <laughs> pretty much do? terrible. What are you gonna do? Um, I say cool because I go, oh, maybe, oh, no, maybe you experienced some magical shit there. No, but uh, uh, well, I can tell you that um, we had a huge box of arrowheads that we would find on our property. Yeah, just which in your yard. always felt like so magical. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. You know, people for hundreds of years have been shooting at the same rabbits we do. Yeah. We do it with pellet guns. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah. I, but it's it does feel like... It's weird because it does feel kind of like you're rooted there, but then I don't know how you were, but like I never once felt encumbered by the notion that I got to stay there. No. Yeah. No. I don't know why. I, I mean, I don't know why either. My mom, you know, like my mom went away and came back. Oh, you know? wow. And when, when my grandpa, because then my grandpa had the house after his father passed mm-hmm. and, uh, and then when he died, my grandmother moved down the street to a duplex and we moved into the house and mm-hmm. added a, a wing onto it and stuff. Um, but yeah, but so my mom, you know, but my mom ended up coming back and she wasn't even that crazy about, I just talked about this in a, an episode here where we were listening to uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. I was born in a small town uh-huh. and I can breathe in a, and it was a, you know, it was the lyric of, and every, you, you know, you can be who you want to be in a small town. And my mom, I guess, was the first time hearing it went, bullshit. Like, no, you cannot. Right. You cannot be whoever you want to be. No, in a small you cannot. Town. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a false lyric. Yes. Yellen yes. Camp. Yeah. John Cougar. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you're John Cougar, you can be who you want to be, no matter where you are, because you're a, yeah. what's known as a rock star. Yeah, and they tend to get a lot of right. Yeah. You were you were a white male rock yes, star. Yes, in yes. a small town. Yes. Hmm, how would it have been if you were gay, John? <laughs> I don't know. How cooler small towns yeah, then, yeah, buddy? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> in your era. Yeah. Well, um, did I mean? Did were you aware like that you were bigger than Texas City? Um, I mean, I know that's going to catch a lot of hell. Back well, it wasn't day. even a thought like that. It wasn't. Like, I'm bigger than Texas City. It was, I'm different than yeah. this. Um, and did you feel yeah. that early on? I mean, because I know, on. I know you, you were like, I, I, I saw or read an interview where you said something about you saw, I can't remember what the show was. You saw a show and you were like, wait, you can do this for a living? Well, <clears throat> I yeah, I saw a lot of things early on that were inspiring to me, but not until I did... Uh, like a, literally a talent show oh, in seventh grade. That's right. Um, and it was something we wrote together and then did together. And not until we were performing that and I was performing things I wrote and mm-hmm. seeing how this auditorium of kids- It was kids, like a dating game parody, right? It was right? a dating game yeah, parody. Because yeah. we, we didn't have cable and so we just had the regular channels. The in. UHF channels. And, and then we had it, three yeah. upper ones. Yeah. And on one of those upper ones, I think, think Channel 39, yeah, which yeah. was ours. 
They showed all kinds of amazing reruns. Yeah. Yeah, Brady Bunch. We had thir- Channel 32 in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was the same the thing. The Monkees yep. and like all this stuff. Green uh, Green Acres, Petticoat Junction, all that crap. And uh, Dating Game was one that I was obsessed with. I was also obsessed with wrestling at the same time. Yeah. And a lot of times Dating Game came on after wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we wrote a Dating Game parody. And I mean, it was so, so generic, but it was like... One girl was the jock, and I was the nerd, and yeah, literally yeah. had a pocket protector. Yeah, sure, um, and like glasses, I would push up, you know, and like yeah. But we were do, we wrote it and did it, and there was man something in my molecules changed when we were doing that and watching those kids like you know slap their knees and scream and yeah. go like ooh. Oh, okay. This is what I have to figure out to do. Yeah, yeah. Which I had no idea how to figure out to do it. But yeah. Luckily, my parents were always like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be an actor." Do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. We have I no was, idea how to. I know. Help you. Like I like I sometimes my my son has actually told me like, <laughs> and I find it hilarious. He's like, "You should have pushed me more." He's twenty two now. <gasps> oh my god. And, I'm, and I've always told him, I say, "You need a different dad then, because that is not." What I'm gonna you do. You should have pushed me more. Yeah, he's like, you should, you should have like as because my thing was do whatever you want, you yeah. know. And I think <laughs> because like the fact that there's, you know, he's like, he's not sure what that is, but it's like, sure. well, a, you're 22. Yeah, no one on. knows what the fuck they want to do really when they're 22. No way. Even if you have like, I want to perform. You don't know exactly. You, you don't know, know you how don't it's gonna know, shake yeah, down. Yeah, if you're gonna be able to. And also, yeah. Me knowing what I wanted to do at 22 is a whole other thing than someone at 22 now knowing what they want to do. All I can think of as you say he's 22 is like, oh, man, he had a weird chunk of years. He sure did. Right at the end of being a teenager. He sure did. I'm like, that does something. He came back from his freshman year of college on spring break and never went back. Yeah. Stayed back at home with his newly divorced mother and, you know. Yeah. It was rough. It was really, really tough. And that takes a minute yeah. to, like, figure and al- out. And also the thing that, like, you don't think, like, that it's easy to read stories about. But it's, like, people his age, they, like, it's not you're going to make more money than your parents. Right. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what the world is. The world is telling him, you know, what, you're probably going to have to get a shitty job mm-hmm. and then do kind of what you like to do on the side because that's just the reality of what it is. <sighs> right. And that was like kind of in our minds too. But we could believe that that yeah, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a there's enough of this going on that, that there's a living. And now even if you're a kid that wants to do this, there you know you're looking at the way it is now. It's like nobody knows if there's jobs out yeah. there. If there's you know, if you can make a living doing this. Or like, I, I always feel like they've been sold this weird thing because of, um, I don't know, even just because of TikTok and stuff. They've yeah. been sold this weird thing that's almost that thing you're saying, but also the opposite of like, come on, anyone can do it. So if you're not doing it by the time you're 18, you're a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, whoa. Right. I'm making 200 grand just by wearing this jewelry. Oh, you know, on, God. On, and Filming it on my iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I I find when I talk to, uh, crazily, yesterday on an airplane, I was talking to this kid that was 14 who sat yeah. by my mom and I. And uh, it, it seems like he was a musical prodigy. He was flying for the first time by himself. And I noticed he had like a band shirt on. And so yeah. I was asking him what he played. 
kind of quickly figured out, oh, he plays everything. Um, he's picked the tuba because that's his favorite. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he was speaking with such wild intelligence on everything musical that I was like, okay, yeah. I see what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But he even said, I was like, wow, that that's really cool, dude, that you have found, you found something that makes you really happy and it it works for you. Like you're in the flow with it. Like that's, that's awesome. That's really exciting. He was like, well, you know, I do wish that I'd found it younger. I'm like, oh my God, oh, wow. that's a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, kids also put these weird, like old school milestones now yeah, of yeah. like, I'm like, God, has no one taught them like milestones are bullshit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the fact that like some, uh, you know, other children <laughs> were like put into like musical servitude at yes. an early age. Yeah. You will practice piano four hours a day. Totally. At six. Yeah. Go know? walk the balance beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's not, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm at the point where like, I don't know. I don't know what the proper thing to do with a human is to like get them to, to be, to find self-motivation and to, you know, because, and again, it's like the other thing with, with the, the young people, the planet, the yeah. planet, like my, my, a few years ago, one of my kids said to me something about like, well, I mean, who knows if, you know, we'll even be able, the beach will even be there. You know, like if it won't just be and like, that's in their head too. That's yeah. just like And they're this, not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. Like, well, oh. you know, they're you know, the 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 coastline might be ten miles in mm -hmm. in a, in twenty years. You know, like, mm -hmm. nope, yep. Miami might be gone. Key West, bye. You yeah. Know. Oh well. Uh it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how they're supposed to figure it out. I don't know either. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Donald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Can't you tell my love's a crow? Now, I, because you were kind of raised in a religious yeah. family. Mm -hmm. And now you now you have one of the most famously filthy mouths on television. <laughs> um, I mean, did those were those two things like were were you the family that people could, you know, like in, in your family, like there was fart jokes and oh, dirty yeah. stuff and you know, and like kind of reveling and <clears throat> and for uh, sure. If, it if was somebody had a big zit, everybody had to look at it kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> this is crazy. I haven't thought about this in so long. I'm not kidding. At one point, my dad had um, not a zit, but maybe, 
a know, boil, maybe a boil or a cyst, like a small boil or cyst on yeah. his back. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not kidding you. My sister and I used to like sit on the bed as my mom would work on it and pop it, and we would yeah. all scream. Yeah, in and delight. Like, yeah, it was. And it was like a thing we looked forward to. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely. My dad was a plumber, and uh, didn't. It wasn't like um, he didn't pull punches with trying to make sure there was no cursing in the house. Right. Or, and uh, he had a pretty kind of absurd sense of humor, yeah. which I think I kind of got parts of from him and then parts from my on my own. And then my mom is also really funny, but in a whole other way <laughs> that's, um, I don't know, more goofy or something. I'm not yeah. sure. But... Yeah, it was never like, oh, we can't act that way at the Pattersons. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, for yeah. sure like a safe space to be a real fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was like, I, uh, you know, it did kind of like, like there was no, like, I don't even know why our bathrooms had doors mm-hmm. in our house. You know, no boundaries. Just, there was no yeah. boundaries. <laughs> there was like, you know. Mom, I'm going to the mall. I need money. Bring me my purse. And my mom's on the toilet. Like here, yes. she like gets money. Oh yeah, out. yeah, for sure. You know, no, no for big sure. deal. Yeah. We or we always closed the bathroom door, but that in no way, shape, or yeah, form stopped anyone. Rec- I mean, uh, uh, guaranteed that no one was going to open it. Right, right. Yeah, or come in. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Still to this day, every time I go to pee. My mom starts asking for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's she established now. She will not answer the, well, she will not open the door. We don't do that to each other. Right, right. But that was fully how it was. But she will stand at the door and talk to you the entire time. <laughs> she used to. And oh, now I'll just go like, like, Mom, I'll literally be out in 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, that's, you know, being. Being, I think that one of the beginnings of being funny is like being okay with like what a strange, like liquid filled bag the human body is and how, (laughs) and how to like, and how to be fan, you know, if you're going to be fancy about that, it's always like, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There were, there was quite a bit of, um, growing up farting in my house and like jokes about farting. Yeah. Which I think made me become, like, right now, you couldn't pay me to fart in front of my husband. Oh, really? Or him, me. But if it if it happens, we laugh yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think maybe that helped me decide, like, oh, this is not a thing that's great in a relationship. Yeah. But I think for some people, it does work. Yeah. No, it definitely, I, I mean, it, it depends on the person because I now am in a, I'm, I recently got remarried Mm -hmm. and, and it's really, I mean, my, my wife is like a mixed bag. We have a three-year-old. Okay. And so there's all that baby stuff Uh and there's, you know, and I mean, my daughter's, you know, I pick her up at school and she wants to ride on my shoulders. And the second I put her on my shoulders, I feel the fart on the back of my neck. (laughs) Like, thanks, hon. You couldn't have gotten rid of that before you got up on my back. (laughs) Just warm Yeah, just like... (laughs) Oh, okay. All Her right. body pushing yeah, yeah. away a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, you know, there's all that, but like, but it is like, there's no like. I remember when we started dating, mm-hmm. and I was, and I, you know, she's like, "There's pee in the toilet," and I said, "Yeah, I got up in the middle of the night and I peed, and why am I going to flush 
the toilet. Yeah, wake everyone up. And wake like, everyone yeah. up and waste the water and mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, I don't want to look at your pee. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's pee, you know? But yes. I'm like, all right. So now, you know. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. Okay, I'll flush the toilet. I'll waste <laughs> precious water. That in- one I'm okay with. I did wake up this morning to some pee in the toilet. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't know whose it was? I don't, I'm not sure whose it was. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery That, that one I'm fine with. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know you're funny, you, but you know you got to get out of Texas City. And then you went yeah. to college it, it, I went in to, Texas? Too? Yeah, I went to college in Texas um, at a place called Texas State, just a state school where you could um, major in theater yeah. with like a... BFA Where's Texas State? Uh, San Marcos, which is like half an hour from Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah, really beautiful little town. And, yeah. Um, but it's the place where I got the most, um, like scholarships and right. We had my mom and I that whole year leading up to college had we would stay up and she would find me like, hey, if you uh, if you write an essay for this running club in Lamarck, which was you know two towns over, yeah. yeah. Um, and they pick it, then you get six hundred dollars for a scholarship, or you know, I mean, we did all. I of did, them. yeah, yeah. We had the same thing, <clears throat> and then I got one from from the school, and kind of all cobbled together, it equaled something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was there wasn't a way that I was gonna like be able to go somewhere. I also one thing being from Texas City, I didn't know where I should go that would help me a professional actor yeah I didn't know there were places I knew there was Juilliard and yeah. my dad my dad took me it was the first time I had ever been on an airplane my dad took me to audition for Juilliard oh wow yeah because I just I begged them yeah and I was like they're having an audition in Chicago can you take me <laughs> and he did That they were so awesome they yeah. didn't know how to help me do it but if I asked for something like that we figured it out yeah um, I did not get into Juilliard. <laughs> it was an incredibly traumatic experience. Was it bad? Oh, dude. Brutal. I swear those, you know, those snootatoriums don't do anything anyway, yeah. you know? the So I knew there was that, but I didn't know there were these other schools you could go to where yeah. you, like, even meet other people that can help you or there's famous alum or right, you know right right so anyway i went I think to that's, the internet too is like not having it was the internet like it was like just just starting coming around yeah, yeah. so you don't know like because it was the same thing when i went to film school it's like well i've heard nyu and i know la totally. schools but i can't do that so i'm gonna stay yeah. in chicago and do this yeah totally and by the time i was in uh at texas state for two years there was something I'd heard about where you could go and audition for a bunch of schools at once. And by then I had decided like, what am I doing? I need to be in some conservatory. Yeah, by the yeah. time I, by, the, by then I knew there was a thing called a conservatory. Sure. <laughs> I learned that word. Yeah. yeah. And so I had done this audition. Anyway, I got, I got accepted into like the Stella Adler school at NYU or something. Uh-huh. But um, they were going to give me a little financial aid, but, not enough. And I can remember talking to my mom and going, I, th- this is what I have to do. What am I doing here? Taking these classes, m- fucking math and yeah, w- a philosophy. And I need to be acting all day. <laughs> and um, she was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but um, if you want to go there, you're going to have to call and get them to give you more money. So I would literally call them every day and go, look, I know you said you'd give me this much, but I need... <laughs> 
I need you to pay the whole thing. <laughs> and they would literally day after day go, I mean, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. So anyway, I didn't go. And I yeah. did my four years there. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I, I still am a big believer that, I don't know. The only reason to that college is anything is because you get to go live in a city of children and yeah. become an adult and know how to make friends. Yeah. and Yeah. Learn how much to drink and not to drink. All and of learn, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn how how much how much you can drink and still drive. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just reality, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's all this. It's learning yeah. how to be a grown up. And, totally. And it's and I always felt like right when I was getting out of college, I was like. I actually kind of feel ready to learn something, you know, like <laughs> right when it's done. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. when it's like, oh, yeah, this sounds. I mean, my 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 sister just took her her first kid to college, her uh-huh. the first of her kids that goes going to college, and she was like, I just felt this envy, like just like I want to wow. start this, like I want like, and college is so cool now, like mm-hmm. she's like the cafeteria was so good, we had garbage, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, we had garbage too, and yeah. I had a, I. Most of my like theater friends, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand what they would eat, but for whatever reason, they didn't eat a lot in the cafeteria. Yeah. And they would go and just get a whatever, like a bar or yeah. something, but they would eat at yogurt, the restaurants around town. Or yeah. Like, but I ate there at least a couple meals a day. Yeah. And, um, the, the one and only panic attack I've had in my life was in college freaked out sitting in a class and I was like running <laughs> running back to my dorm. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I can't breathe. <sighs> I went and sat in a church on campus. I was like, please, God, whatever this is, I don't. So later, I think maybe even I went to a doctor. I was like, I don't know what happened. My heart was racing and blah, blah, blah. So he's asking me about my diet and I went, oh, um, yep. So for at least a year now, every meal... I drink Mountain Dew <laughs> from the cafeteria at the college. And That's I just, the worst. The worst. No water ever. No, no water and all caffeine. All caffeine. Yeah. All caffeine. <laughs> in like those big red plastic yeah, cups. Yeah, sure. And I just those fill it with ice cups. and my Mountain yeah. Dew and go learn my monologues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. You have Mountain Dew poisoning. Yeah, seriously. You have done the dew too much. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. So then you go to Austin because that's like, yeah. you know, the nearest place to totally. perform. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I had started the very first improv show I did for an audience was sort of toward the end of college. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went to Austin and was just working to make money but my main thing was that's where I really started improvising and paid audiences would come and I did a couple of independent films there that you know don't pay anything and I sort of went oh right you have to move somewhere yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and I had two friends who had moved to LA and yeah, I, I literally still didn't know, like, do you go to L.A.? Do you go to New York? Yeah. I remember at at that point, I had started noticing that a lot of TV shows were filmed in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And it is, it, there was a certain point where I thought, is that where you're supposed to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then I realized, oh, you can't no, just no, go there. No. It's a different country. <laughs> yeah, it's a different country. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went to where I had a couple of friends. And it was and here. Where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then started doing stuff with the groundlings and yeah. Um, but yeah, it it came it was partly just as simple as that. As I knew more TV and film happened in LA. Yeah. Than maybe New York. Yeah. And I knew I had two friends and we would I could figure out living with them. Yeah. Did you find like that there was a like qualitative difference in terms of like your friends and your people that you're hanging out with in Texas and then you come to L.A. and it's like, oh, this is even more my tribe? Yeah, I think so. I I have I have a few friends that have stayed mm -hmm. since college and are still some of my besties for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think once you start uh sort of honing in and knowing like oh i'm for sure going to be an actor and i'm for sure an actor who improvises and yeah. i'm never going to stop improvising cuz then yeah you're meeting improvisers and stuff and then you get your world within the world in la yeah, which yeah. i feel like for me at least was a huge key to yeah. going oh it can be the best city on in the world here yeah 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 and yeah, no, this place can be great. Yeah, but I think before you've got your thing inside the thing, it yeah. can be sort of like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from Texas. You yeah. You can be sort of like, yeah. what's happening? But I, yeah. For me, it was always like the really handsome, you know, mid-50s guy, like at the driving range on a Wednesday at 11 a.m., uh -huh. you know, just and just being like, I bet that fucking guy came out here because he was handsome. Uh huh. And he wanted to be an actor. And look at him here. Like, I didn't know, you know where this was going. Uh, no, no, no. It's just like I uh, just that guy, you know, that just where it just felt like, oh, there's so many people here that came out here to get in, you know. And now it's like, and now they, I don't know, you know, sell Venetian blinds sure. or something, you know. And it's yeah, like I was always afraid of. This is not the place. I mean, it's an easier place to not have a gig than New York, for sure. Mm -hmm. New York's a lot like the meanest if you don't have a gig. You, you can be comfortable here, you mm -hmm. know, but it is. But it's still there's this, as Mark Maron once said uh, on the Conan show, he said, yeah, he, he, about why he didn't like LA. He goes like, <laughs> you look out and you see that stuff in the sky. That's not smog. That's vaporized disappointment. Ah. It's like, oh, that's really fucking true. Yeah, there can be like an existential thing. Yeah, yeah. Until you get your sort of make your own universe. Right, here. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe the sprawl has something to do with that. Yeah. Well, and I think also, too, just like the draw of show business attracts so many people that just don't really understand what it means. Yes to be creative and make television or make movies, they just kind of see this whole thing and they want a part of it. And they, you know, right. and then they approach me at the, at a Starbucks and, you know, pepper me with 15 names that I'm supposed like this carpet bombing of oh, references. Like, I'm sure you get yeah, hey, lady, My name's Bob Grant and I, you know, and you sure I, you, I've talked to, uh, you know, Stacy, uh, Stacy Miller over at, uh, you know, just like, and I'm like, where are all these people? I, you know, these people. And anyway, I got a project. I want you to like, wow. You know, yeah. you get, do you, are you getting people at as you get noticed? Like strangers it's saying, Hey, I have something you should Mm, it's more 
knock on wood, it's more that uh, it's in a, a really, usually really nice phase of the people who want to talk to me like something I did. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But I wonder, I wonder if you get blasted that way because of your talk show background where they go, oh, I know this guy and he can help me. Yeah, and he's on a thing where they promote stuff right. all the time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And he knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. And he's talked to everybody and he's friends with everyone who's ever been on there. And But, but they, I mean, like a guy, you know, like a guy tries to give me his novel. What Ooh. the fuck am I going to do with your novel? Yeah. Like if I had a novel, I wouldn't know where to take yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Just the, the desperation to be a part of this thing, which is ultimately the closer you get to like the fame part of it, it's like, oh, that's kind of, you know, that's a creature that you, you feast on each other. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you and fame. Well, you, you want to tell that guy too, like, oh, dude, do you really want to do this? Yeah, yeah. Like is this... Are you giving me this just because no, um, I, you it, think this is your idea of what this could be? Yeah. Or do you really like watching, do you really like writing movies? Yeah, yeah. And you want to be in that world and like, yeah, because it's it can get real creepy if anyone's approaching you because their mindset is, oh, he's so lucky. What he does is so fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, oh, no, I, yeah. I've been working at this really hard. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I kind of... It all uh, landed in your lap. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did, um, when you were coming up doing improv, mm -hmm. was, because I have noticed just in the times, you know, from when I started, most improv teams had one woman, mm -hmm. maybe two. If they, And were you starting to see more women uh, yeah. coming up in comedy? Because I, I mean, there's, I, there's just a lot more women in comedy, and I think it's – I really enjoy it because mm -hmm. I just – and I'm, I'm – you know, I've, I've said this before. It's not because I'm such a great ally. It's because I'm tired of men. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> – you know, it's just like – it's like a male point of view of comedy to me is like, yeah, it's going to – you're it's going to be hard to show me something I haven't seen before. Got it. Yeah. Whereas with women, there's – you know, it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, there's – I mean, what did we, you know, Toadie Fields and, you know, uh, Phyllis Diller and, you know, Joan <laughs> Rivers. And then it's like, and now all of a sudden there's, you know, hundreds of funny yeah. women, you know. I feel like it's interesting. I'm really, really grateful for this. And I don't know if this is something that just um, was a huge luck thing or if I was like calling this to myself energetically, I'm not sure, but I, I feel like every step has, I've had amazing chicks in the mix. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of the reason I ever even wanted to go through the whole deal at Groundlings was because I was very inspired by the women I saw there. Yeah, And I was also improvising uh, with what's now a group called Impro Theater. Right now we do full-length improvised plays, but before it was more short-form mm -hmm. sort of standard. For a while it was called um, Theater Sports. It existed in L.A. before I, well before I ever moved here. But even as part of that and Impro Theater, I always there were always these women in the mix, many of them like even 10 years older than me, mm -hmm. that I thought were 
genuine badasses. Yeah. So I kind of always lucked into whenever I was trying to be, uh, whenever I wanted to be uh, the best or the most awesome or, you know, get better at improv, I always had women to look up to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to be that good one day or I want to be that easy or I want to be that, uh, that, uh, wild yeah. on stage or that yeah, fearless. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it was usually women. Crazily. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think back and I'm like, okay, yeah, definitely in Texas, there was a, there were less women than men. I don't think that's the case in Austin now. I think mm. it's very, just, I don't know though. There's a lot of women in the mix. I know a lot of great women in the mix. Um, and now, for sure, in L.A., there's a lot of women in the mix. I don't know that it's totally equal yet. Yeah. Uh, Nor should it be. <laughs> and I know I I really, really like doing all-women shows. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, though, because I think about this <clears throat> not too long ago, just even like a month ago at the Groundlings. I did an improv show, and just the way it was set up, it was all women and one guy. Mm. which to me, I think, yeah, I've been part of all women groups a lot yeah. in my life. But I think to a lot of audience members and I think to a lot of uh, students who were coming to the show, that was a big deal. And I, so I do, I do try to remember that. Like we, we do need to hammer this in, even though it feels like a given to me, like a fucking course, we need a ton of women in yeah. every show. It is important to like keep hammering it and just make it. I just think it should be uh, a given. Yeah. 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 Cause it'll, cause definitely left, left untended, it'll just slide back in. Yeah. It. I totally. Always, totally. I always worry about that. I remember they, somebody was talking. It was, it, I think it was like when Corden announced, James Corden announced that he was leaving mm -hmm. and, there are all these people, which, I mean, late night now is just a wasteland. I mean, you know, the Tonight Show, the Tonight Show mm -hmm. gets ratings that would have been not great for us uh, at when we were on at 1230, you know. Yeah. Like, there's just so many, so many less eyes on television when it's being rated, when right. the ratings are coming in. Um. But I forgot what it's uh, Maybe the fact, I think where you were going was yeah. even when they're looking at openings that come up in late night, it's so rare oh. that you hear a woman mentioned. Oh, oh right, right. It was the, the James Corden. Yeah. And people were like saying, you know, give Ali Wong that job or, mm -hmm. give, you know, give uh, another person of color mm -hmm. that job. And I was just thinking, if Ali Wong gets that job, she's going into salted earth late night television now it's just it, 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 mm -hmm. i can't even imagine starting a late night talk show now and how wow. much the deck is stacked against you and against you in terms of getting attention doing something different doing a quality you know mm -hmm. a good quality show that people are going to watch mm -hmm. and i just thought if they give that to somebody like ali wong it won't do well and then it'll Don't give blame it. it'll give the gatekeepers a reason to say we tried we tried oh, with an asian God. woman and look what happened you know god because i hear we i pushed hear her you out say on that. an ice floe into the arctic and she froze oh, you know like yeah I, 
<clears throat> and I like I don't even realize what what a wasteland it is that yeah. you're saying. But I hear you say like, oh, maybe someone was throwing out Ali Wong's name, and I go, God, that would be the fucking greatest, oh, it would be fantastic. And I my my possibly naive brain goes, maybe that would change everything. Yeah, yeah. Or you see like Wanda Sykes guest host yeah. something and you go, holy shit. Yeah. Why, why isn't this a thing I all don't... the time? <laughs> well, like Sarah Silverman had a fantastic talk show yep. behind a paywall, which people aren't, for some reason, they're not ready to do that yet. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't take, you know, and it's, I just don't, I, I mean, we don't know what the next kind of version of that is yet. And like I, I said to people when they're like, who do you think is going to be the next talk show? I was like, nobody knows who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, cause they, like you're not just going to pick somebody that there's a known quantity and put them in that thing. It's going to be somebody completely new who starts, a, starts a different kind of show that oh, somebody, then an old person like me will go like, well, what the hell is that? Uh -huh. You know, like, you know, like the way, I mean, I know, you know, there was, there was some, like, like there's, as I, somebody once told me like these kids brought up on Tim and Eric. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like yeah. they like absurd shit. Like sometimes it's not even funny. There's no joke. And it's like, yeah, that, that is kind of what the kids want. You know, yeah. they like non-jokes sometimes and just. Yeah, totally. The yeah. teenagers I know, like they, that is the stuff they love. Yeah. They love, um, they love, I think you should leave. And they yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which like, is hilarious and fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it is like, but like I. I like I tried. I mean, to, it makes me laugh till I'm crying. I, honestly, I tried to like I tried to show some of. I think you should leave to my mom, and she was just like, "What? I don't understand. What is happening?" You know. See, I kind of love watching it with anyone who's like that because it it takes me further into space. Yeah, yeah, and makes me laugh even harder because <laughs> there is something. God, he's we share an agent. I don't know. Tim really there were, yeah I've met him before but yeah I've um, met him a couple of times but Nothing. um I've told his agent before like god I really I really love his show and it's uh, I don't know how quite how he's doing this but it you feel altered when you're watching it yeah you feel like did, what did someone put in my coffee <laughs> like <laughs> you feel um yeah off and I, I yep. think it's I don't know what he's doing but I think that's magic <laughs> well and I I'm always amazed because like it's kind of very similar themes like it's like you know it's like not so sharp guy putting into embarrassing <laughs> situation in front high stakes embarrassing situation in front of lots of people yeah or or not so bright guy acts terribly in high pressure situation, uh -huh. but doesn't understand, you know, like there's mm -hmm. just, and, and I'm, I'm just amazed that like, I will watch variations on that theme done by Tim. Yeah. For 25 years, I will just sit and watch totally. it over and over. And I even love that sometimes there's like, like Tim, like Tim, there must be like the thought of like, look, Tim, you've been the moron at the center of the sketch, like five sketches. We need to, let's just, you can be one of the people going, I don't think you should do that. And we'll just have like some nice old man be the asshole who's just basically doing right. the Tim Robinson stuff. Totally. And I fucking love it every totally. time, you know? Yeah, it is some random old dude with a shirt brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it, yeah. it, yeah. I'm realizing as you say that, <laughs> that it is that every time. And I'm like, oh, I love watching things that make me cringe. Yeah. My husband can't yeah, handle yeah. it. He has to I walk have, out of the room. I have a level where yeah. the cringe is like, reality show stuff like where somebody like prank mm-hmm. kind of stuff I just am like no 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 yeah I but don't want anyone fake, to if I know be... it's fake then it's like okay I can yeah. handle yeah well I can I can even handle real stuff as long as I feel like no one is being uh, hurt and no one and n- the performer isn't being mean to anyone yeah yeah if I feel like they're like confusing an old person I just yeah. I can't it just makes me mad or when the comedy is like this idiot doesn't know he's in a comedy sketch. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, that. no shit, because he just came to CVS to buy some cough syrup, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Anything where oh, people are on awkward dates yeah. or living in a house together, drinking too much and fucking, I'm, I'm all <laughs> in. And yeah, my husband has to walk out of the room. And I'm like, oh, that's part of what I love about what he's doing on that show is He's ma- he's making those parts of my brain fire. Yeah. But it's all written. Yeah. I'm like, I don't and know. To safe. me, that's yeah. the magic. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know how you're making me like squirm and tears roll down my face yeah. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Can't you tell my love's a crow? I want to talk about the show that you're on. I just have to talk about it because it's such a funny show. Thanks, and, dude. And, you know, when I when it first came on, because, I, you know, the televangelist is a comedic trope. Sure. And and so I was, like, kind of skeptical. And even though I, as much as I love Danny and, and kind of, you know, the Danny McBride universe, because mm-hmm. talk about another guy that just – He's got his own world that he's made. Yeah, absolutely. That he inhabits, you know, mm-hmm. fully as kind of Danny McBride, mm-hmm. you know. And and I love it, but I was kind of like, oh, televangelists, you know. And, and then when I watch the show, what I love is there is not an ounce of cynicism about the religious aspect of Mm-mm. it. There's Zero. N- never any... 
And I thought, oh, that's so brilliant that there, there's never we're fleecing these rubes. Mm-mm. It's like, this is our job. This is our thing. We put on a show. We do this stuff. And they believe it, you know, totally. which is the complete key to then, because if you believe that part of it, mm-hmm. it's like then everyone can be absolutely bananas. Totally. You know, because everyone just needs yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like part of what makes it really fun is we have never been making fun of believers or belief or religion. It's just let's deep dive these screwed up people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These specific screwed up people. Right. But yeah, I think I think it maybe helps that we all kind of grew up with religion in the mix. Yeah. And none of us had any desire to do uh, something super parodied or um, super or blasphemous or yeah, yeah it's or it's, that, like was going to tear down televangelists. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, it kind of it, it maybe kind of does. It kind of <laughs> does that, but it does that in a way in a way that isn't preachy, Mm-mm. which is always the best way to, if you wrap a message in a story, like I've always felt that way. Like if you can get, if you can give the audience what they want and also have them learn whatever you want them to learn, mm-hmm. like that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And if you put what you want them to learn up front, I just know me as an audience, I'm like, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like you oh, want me yeah, to learn something? It. Fuck you. Forget it. I'll go watch something where I learn nothing. Uh, yeah, seriously, yeah. I'm not trying to do homework. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but I do think that then it is like, I, I it, it does. I mean, it show it certainly is warts and all kind of people, and so I For think sure. that it does. Then, when you do look at you, you know a real televangelist, mm-hmm. you can be like, it does undercut them in a way. Sure, where you can be like, I think it show it shows the the hypocrisy that can exist. Yes, yes. In that world, and the tremendous doesn't amount always, of, but and the tremendous amount of wealth, huge. The tremendous amount of wealth that that goes kind of un, uh, you, you know, un, unaddressed. Mm-hmm. It never gets Untaxed. really sort of worked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's just interesting if if you if the approach is these people are doing their best. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just think it makes everything more fun. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that they think they're chosen. Yeah. I don't think they think like, ooh, look what we're pulling off. Yeah, yeah. I think they think like, yeah, obviously we're chosen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love too that it started in professional wrestling. <laughs> that like, yeah. the, that John Goodman's character. Yeah, was showman. In, yeah, was in professional mm-hmm. wrestling. It's just like, oh, I have, a, I know of a similar business, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a similar, a similar brand of live show business that I could be in. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, and I think one thing, too, and one of the reasons I think that your character gets to stand out so much and really pops so hilariously is because you get to write your own stuff. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of have our hands on everything when we're writing. And so it's not like, oh, I I write all the Judy stuff. Right. But definitely – Definitely, I've got my hands on m- most of it. I think that sure. makes, but I think that that's there's something intangible yeah, where you get to say your it's own. So lucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge. That's a huge gift. Yeah, yeah. I was I was looking at some clips. I was telling Sean before that, like 
that like just <laughs> the I, the the great monologue at the end of season one where <laughs> you and 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 I for I always I, I you're you're Edie and he's Tim I the character names I always you know but whatever <laughs> but you meet at Outback Steakhouse and you tell him the story of your uh, you know your professor mm-hmm. and, and your romantic relationship mm-hmm. but just lightning bolt to my slit just that like, just that phrase i was like now you can't like nobody would write that for somebody to say nobody yeah. would have the i mean because that was i'm assuming that you've came up with lightning bolt to my absolutely slit. Yeah. yes because i don't think anybody could like write that for somebody else like that's something you've got to say for yourself and luckily at that's my favorite thing is to make things really specific. It's the best. And how how a specific weirdo would talk. Yeah. Um and luckily uh that stuff that if I'm if I'm writing something it really makes me laugh, 9 times out of 10 it really makes Danny laugh too. Yeah, yeah. So that's another great part in the mix is that if I if I write lightning bolt to my slit, there's not someone in the mix who's going, no, what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Where as everyone knows exactly what that means. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, oh no, it's just it's such a it's such a wonderful show. And I and I am like Thanks, Andy. I'm envious of of you guys. Like it just the you know, even like you guys is and I've seen him before too. Like you guys, this bullshit. Here we are in the set, you know, promoting the next season of you guys. This things of those are actually funny and fun, and obviously you're all having a good time. And that's like the eat your vegetables of being on a TV show. And mm-hmm. usually it's so boring, and no one gives a shit. And it's like they're funny, you know. Like that's great. You, Thanks. You guys are having fun, and it's for sure the main thing. You it's, know, yeah, we're genuinely having a blast, and. I think we all feel I think we all feel really really grateful for that. Yeah. And like, oh dude, it doesn't always work out this way. No, it sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and it like, sure doesn't. I think yeah. we're truly savoring it, which yeah. makes me really happy. Um there, I I read something where there's a movie that Danny that you uh, for like there's a Edie Patterson movie that Danny kind of yeah, that, shepherded through. Yeah, that we wrote. And is um, it coming out? Has it been out or? No, we haven't made it yet. Oh. We'll, we'll make it at some point. You should do that. Yeah. You really should. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I mean, if you get He'll time. direct it. it. Honestly, dude, it's awesome. And yeah. I hope we get to make it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, It feels to me, I think what we set out to write was something in the vein of like, almost those... Uh, almost kind of dramedy comedies from the 70s or like a character comedy from Mm -hmm. the 70s uh, where it's just like a little deep dive on a person or on a little group of people. Um, Yeah, I think it will be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, We just have to figure out when. Where was it it before uh, the strike happened? Like, was it seemed to be on its way to being made or? We had pushed it for a minute. We, there was a minute like a few years ago, I never know what the number of years is with COVID anymore. I know, I know. It's, yeah. There was some point before COVID. Yeah. Because we wrote it a while ago. Uh, there was a point before COVID where we were, there were some people interested, but it maybe wasn't exactly the 
budget that we thought we could make the very best thing with. Mm -hmm. And so then we, yeah, had something in the mix with someone else. But the the schedule also for our show gets so intense because mm-hmm. we we write it all and then we film it all. And it's so big. Back to back without any real lag in between. Um, yeah, I mean, there's enough time in between to get production going. Right, right. But yeah, it's pretty back to back, the finishing writing and the starting. Yeah, that's what filming. I mean. Like yeah. you start episode one, but by the time you finish episode, what do you, what do they do them in? Tens or twelve? We actually usually have, um, we do nine of them. Nine. We usually have about, uh, usually eight written by the time we start filming. By the, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> we block shoot, so yeah, it's kind of which means for if you don't know, you shoot stuff for different episodes based on the location or the mm-hmm. whatever. If you got like a complicated wardrobe, mm-hmm. shoot all those scenes even though it's across three episodes. Yeah, yeah, or like the 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 big amphitheater. Uh, what do you call that? Coliseum yeah, that we yeah. use for our church is a real working. Concert venue. And you got to do it Ice all at once. venue. Oh, yeah. is it? Ice so we need to yeah. shove all that into yeah, a couple yeah. weeks and yeah, stuff like that. Sweet. But yeah, it's pretty back to back. We yeah. we write them, we film. And are you going back any? Well, I mean, obviously you don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did get picked up for a fourth question. season, which is awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We just don't know when we'll be able to start writing. And are it. those, ri- oh, you 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 haven't even started writing them? Cause, no. Because they haven't paid for it yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. got to pay for it. So we haven't even started. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, wow. it, we're right around the time where we we probably would. Yeah, start. So hopefully it won't push it all that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you um, what do you see for yourself going? You know, heading down. And I don't just necessarily mean work things. Mm-hmm. I mean you know any any anything going on. You know, you want to open a pancake restaurant. You know, I don't know, buy a boat. <laughs> Any stuff like that? Big big plans? No boat, no pancake restaurant. But missing out. <laughs> yeah, which one do you have? <laughs> uh, I'm combining the two. Oh, I may be interested. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I really, really like. I really, really like acting. I love it, and I feel like. I'm in a good phase uh, mentally and soul-wise where I I think it takes took me a while to realize, oh, the, be- the best thing I have to offer is if I'm completely, completely myself and exactly what I think is funny or true or in- insert any number of words here. Yeah. And not trying to be an idea of anyone else. Not that I was ever trying to be anyone else, but I think the like the discomfort of uh comparison is more mm-hmm. more intense as you're starting out. Yeah. And I think I and just also started trying to figure out what people want you to be. Right. You know, that's the other thing. Right. And I think I've realized, oh, that even that doesn't matter. Yeah. That the only time I feel like I can get uh to another level when mm-hmm. I'm doing it is when I'm at a true place in my head of uh, there's there's any number of phrases, phrases, but letting it rip or 
a f- true place of fuck it. And it, yeah. that's a totally positive thing in my head. Yeah, me too. Um, I always um, say don't give a shit. Yeah. Then that, and Let's I mean that's a positive thing. Yeah. Like and then just, things can get transcendent. Yeah. And I feel like only in the past uh, chunk of years have I really, truly felt that. So I just, I want to keep going forward <laughs> yeah. with that in my performance and just do awesome things. I yeah. really like the stuff I've been doing and I want to keep doing awesome things that I, that I know I can bring something awesome to and things that I read or write and I go, Ooh, I know I can feel the sweet spot of this inside yeah. of me. Yeah. And this is going to be different and weird and it's going to be different and weird because I'm doing because it's yeah, me. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to keep Keep doing awesome things acting-wise. I don't know if that's like kind of a boring answer or not. No, it's but, not a boring answer But at I also want to keep writing and yeah. I want to, uh, there's a few movies I want to write and I, I, I don't know when, but I, I do want to direct. I, I directed a music video last year. Nice. I was like, oh yeah, I really dig this. That's fun. Yeah. And... Like I'm, like I said, I'm not sure when I, I'm not on a a rush for that. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to do that at some point. Yeah. Um, I've been I've I've done some commercials and it's oh, cool. just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't you know it doesn't sound like directing commercials doesn't sound, but it's like I've figured out I like being on set. Mm-hmm. That's just what I you know mm-hmm. like I don't need to uh, I don't need a lot of things that I thought I probably should have mm-hmm. you know number one on the call sheet or, you know, mm-hmm. ownership of things and all these seven like I just like to be on set. Yeah, being just, creative. Yeah, and, be yeah. on set on something on a good show that I can believe in and mm-hmm. that and that I like the people with and that's that's it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And I mean, cause it's like you have so little control over the end product anyway. Mm-hmm. And I've been in so many things. Well, I didn't say so many things, but I mean I've been in a number of things where I'm like Man, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my god, this was not great at all. When I go see it, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but in between then and now, it's not as good as I thought it would be. Uh huh. And then other times, you know, and then if I mean, they're less where you're like, oh, this thing is not good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, it was a little better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but you have so little control over that that it's yep. like, I don't know, you know. Here's my thing with uh, even directing that music video. Yeah. When I got asked to do it, I was like, ooh, I, I just need you to know this. And I vomited out like, I don't know lenses. I don't know how to yeah, do yeah, yeah. this stuff. I don't know these technical things. And on this, at least because it was an amazing DP, it didn't matter. Yeah. But you went to film school, so you know all that stuff. I don't know that much of that stuff. Really? Honestly, no, I don't. I mean, and I, I helped produce a, a late night television show for years and years and years and years. So my expertise is in, here's three pages of a sketch, mm-hmm. get it on screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I'll say, I mean, I don't know the exact, you know, the, the people that light things light things because mm-hmm. they know how to light things. Yeah. The people that shoot things know how to shoot things. Uh-huh. Whereas like, I feel like, but in order for the thing to have a sense of humor, yep. that's what you got to know. And that is the thing that I've done. Uh, you know, the whole Malcolm Gladwell zillion hours. Yep. I have done that 
a zillion hours, make little short things. When it gets to be longer form, like the notion of directing a movie, would I don't think I could do that. I don't think I would accept that mm -hmm. because I would just feel like it'd be like the same thing as like, will you draw up some blueprints for this new house? I'd be like, I, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'll arrange your furniture, but I don't know how to build your house. Yeah. So, no, I don't think, I think there's always... I, you know, you're, we're we're led to believe like every director's got to be an auteur. Not really. You mm -hmm. just got to kind of be like the have a point of view. Uh, well, and keep the morale up. Uh huh. You just got to keep things moving and keep everybody happy mm -hmm. and make it set a good set a good tone. You mm -hmm. know, and that and know what you know. It's lots of problem solving. You know, you got yeah. people asking you questions and stuff, but it's fun yeah it's, you know yeah yeah it was that well that's the stuff i focused on when i did it because yeah. i i had also written the the, the concept treatment. for the yeah, video yeah. yeah and so i knew there were times i wanted her to be able to be hilarious and there were times i wanted her to be able to be just kind of gorgeous and like then like sexy but a funny version of it and um i do feel like i pulled all that off who is the artist uh, this awesome chick, dude, named L. King. She's okay. a country star now. She used to be a pop star. Uh -huh. um, I know. I've heard the name. Yeah. 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 Um, she's legitimately amazing. Oh, I mean, great. she sings her face off. Great, great. And she's kind of, uh, she's sort of whatever. I don't even know if they call it like outlaw country anymore but mm -hmm. she's kind of that version of like badass country yeah, like she's old country kind of gorgeous and all tatted up and yeah, like yeah yeah awesome. she's like a bad girl yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how did that opportunity come to you you know what she and her manager went to record the song and one of them i can't remember if it was her or her manager chip one of them said oh this sounds like something that judy gemstone would sing and so uh her manager literally dm me on instagram and then a guy who he sort of know that knows that i know sent me an interim message saying hey check your uh what do you call those dms that you don't know the people um i don't know it's we, like the, your the other DMs box you don't know yeah. The people. yeah 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 he was like check that box my friend is a manager and they want you to direct a video and i was like oh Okay. So because the interim thing came, but yeah, they literally just reached out out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was cool. Thank you, Judy Gemstone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, what do you, uh, what's the point of it all uh, oh. for you? What do you think, um, like, you know, I mean, you, you kind of covered it when you said, you know, the be yourself kind of aspect of mm -hmm. it. But I mean, are there other kind of lessons that you've learned from doing this or that you you wish someone had told you? I think, I think as much as you can, well, okay, let me back this up a little. I think there's, there are so many valid life philosophies and life lessons and kind of roadmaps within improv of, there's really no wrong ever. Mm -hmm. There's, just keep, just go and follow the joy, I yeah. think. I think that's huge, huger than I've ever realized before is, yeah. I heard this thing once on NPR years and years ago where some scientist was saying uh, that he thinks people, that you are basically seeing 
the innermost, truest part of people when they're laughing. And I was like, it just struck me like a lightning bolt in my slit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I think that's true. Yeah. I think that all this bullshit we put on other things of like, oh, that person's a dick or this, blah, blah, blah. If you can see somebody truly belly laughing, not fake laughing, not trying to like look pretty while they laugh, mm -hmm. not trying to be a cool guy while they laugh, but like someone genuinely, genuinely laughing, I think you get a glimpse of their soul. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's the most important thing in life. Yeah. Not to distill it down to sort of, Laughter is the most important thing, but I think it is. And then within that is, you know, really, truly caring about your friends and your family. Yeah. And trying to help them when you can and trying to help, trying to help in general when you can. Yeah. Because we're all the same. We're all connected. We're all the same. We're all just made up of weird fucking dots. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I think I... I I do think there's something uh, transcendent in laughing. And if I can help bring that, yeah. great. Well, you know, there's always, you know, historically, philosophically, the notion of making people happy mm -hmm. is it, it, there's a, you know, a real strong value attached to that. And it's like, it's the epitome of happiness, mm -hmm. making people laugh. Totally. Like it's you, like, I don't know, like aside from drug dealers, mm -hmm. I don't know who else is more like a selling someone a direct path to happiness mm -hmm. than what like we get to do totally. for a living. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's it, it can be so amazing and it can be so wonderful. And it's a shame that like that gets forgotten a lot, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is because it's really profound. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy to get in your own way with it. Yeah. And then you have to remember like, oh, yeah, if I get out of my own way and my whole point, say you're, say it's with improv. I mean, you could put this on a thousand things. If my whole point is to make, make you look good, I'm going to look great. Yeah. I don't need to worry about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's I think we're all at our best when we even forget we have a body. Yeah. And just like, yeah, let all the beautiful shit come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was, you know, when I did one of the groups that I was with in Chicago, it was there was a wide range of experience on mm -hmm. stage. Like mm -hmm. there were some people that kind of just, and it was kind of the nature of this group. Mm -hmm. Some of the people kind of just started out and other people knew what they were doing and had been doing it a while. And there was a woman who was very enthusiastic and would go out like, like we, cause it was, it was improvised plays uh huh. and we would get the suggestion and everyone goes backstage and this woman would go out every time. Ugh, the She'd first one out. Be the first one out there. And it got to the point where she would go out or someone would try and beat her. And if they could beat her, then like, okay, good, we're starting. Right. But if she got out there quick enough, it got to be where everyone else on the team would just look at me like, oh. go get her, Andy. Go, oh. you know, like go. And I found that like what I could do because she just did the negating, you know, like oh, where, where you go. God. Like there's a great 30 rock bit where. <laughs> Uh, 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 Liz Lemon and, and and 
Jane Krakowski, I don't, you know, I could say the characters, where it's like a flashback to their improv, doing corporate improv. <laughs> and it's like, here is, and I can't remember, it's like, here is uh, Sling, the guy, a character from Sling Bait and Oprah Winfrey, you know, <laughs> like driving in a car or something. And, and, uh, and Liz Lemon goes, Mm, I sure do love them French fried potatoes. And Jane Krakowski goes, no, you don't, Oprah. <laughs> just like the heaviest denial. Just, a fu- just so hilarious. And, and this, you know, you'd be, you'd be like, you know, like, how can I, you know, sit down and act like you're typing and how can I help you? And she would be like. Well, first of all, you should get back to the oven and start baking that bread. Oh, brutal. You know, just like, and and I found relentless agreement. No matter what she threw at me, I would go, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll type my novel later. I got to get back and make that bread, mm-hmm. you know, and then. Uh, it's it, the it only just, way. It just, and and it it's such a bigger thing that I'm not saying that you should be a pushover in mm-hmm. life, but relentless agreement to forces that are against you. Like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, you want to push me this way. I'll go that way too, but I'm still going to assert myself. I'm yep. still going to be able to get control of this thing mm-hmm. by agreeing with you, you know, and by totally, you know, I mean, and that's almost a, a big, uh, spiritual philosophy because yeah. you're almost exci- uh, describing acceptance. Yes. And just, yeah, the moment is what the moment is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope at some point you kicked her out of the group, though. <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it wasn't. We didn't have that. It wasn't like that kind of thing. It just sort of, you know, you just keep plugging away and hoping that attrition, <laughs> which I think did eventually. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, well, Edie, this has been really, really, really fun. And I appreciate it so much. Oh, man. Thanks for having uh, me. It's really fun. And talking to me. And uh, I want to thank all of you out there for listening. And I will be back with another episode of The Three Questions next week, God willing. God willing. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. The legends are true. With overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... 
Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.